Hello and good day to you all. Today is the very first episode of Let's Talk True Crime. This is a podcast where I just talk about some true crime cases and I give my opinion on them. So I hope you enjoy. And yeah, today we will be talking about Jody Arias. Now, let's get a lot of, little bit of background on Jodi. She was born on July 9th of 1980 in Mid-California. She went to school in Northern California. Nothing really stood out about her, and a classmate that was interviewed said that she was, you know, normal, and she was known as a, quote, good girl. And then Jodi went on an interview with ABC and said that she had the, quote, ideal childhood. Now, let's get into when she met her victim. Um, she started a job with a sale agency where she met her victim, Travis Alexander. Um, the people around them so that they hit it off right away, and they met at a I really forget what it's called now what is it called a convention or something like that where their agency they both worked at this agency and they had this like conference where they had a chance to meet everybody else that was working at the same place they were and again, everybody said that they hit it off right away, and they said that it was an instant connection. They exchanged phone numbers. Now, at the time, Jody still lived in California, but Travis lived in Arizona, and they still kept in contact, and then they started their weird relationship. Now, it was said that Travis just fell head over heels for her, and... He was a really big believer of the Mormon faith because growing up he didn't really have an idea of religion, so he fell with the Mormon community. So that's a little background. So in the Mormon faith, having sex before marriage, big no-no, big nope, you can't do that. But apparently him and Jody had sexual relations, even though they weren't married. So Jody thought, hey, I have some dirt on this guy. So I'll have to I'll have to keep that. Now, when I say Jody was obsessed, I don't mean like she wanted to know what he was doing, know who he was talking to. I mean she wanted to do that too. She did that too. But no, she would follow Travis everywhere she would be with him all the time um like when she was with him i think she would go and stay on weekends like she went everywhere travis went she was very clingy very insane but like if travis went up to the bathroom she would go with him and like wait outside of the door and travis's friends back in arizona kind of realized this girl's a little she's a little crazy she's a little cuckoo so they were able to convince travis that she was insane 
and she was a bit too clingy. So Travis is like, oh my god, you're right. I need to stop. So he broke it off. Because, you know, she's crazy. And then when they broke up, she moved to Arizona, not even 10 minutes away from Travis, and never told him. She never told him. But she would make random visits to Travis's house and stalk him. Like, she would sneak through the doggy door of his home and, like, be in his house. So she would, like, look through the windows if he was with another girl. It was, mm, it was weird. So Travis ended up meeting this other girl that worked for this agency as well and he really liked her and he wanted to be with her but she didn't really want a relationship with him she kind of saw him more as a friend so he thought that if he invited this girl to mexico then she would want to be with him and like they would be able to get to know each other a little better so jody also had a boyfriend but still was, like, obsessed with Travis. I don't know. No clue why. But now this is the day that it happened. I think it was June 9th. Um, Jody was supposed to go on a trip to Utah. I think it was Utah to meet her boyfriend because they lived in different states. Now... It's said that before she left to stay with this boy, she went to Travis's place for God knows what. Um, in the day, like I think it was the night before, in the day that Travis was supposed to be like getting ready to leave, um, she slept over, and I think they had sex because Jody took pictures of it. I don't know why, but she did. She also had a background in photography, so I mean it kind of makes sense. So when they were done with their relations, um, Jody or Travis got in the shower to like clean himself off and Jody took pictures of him in the shower and I think we'll get into it. Anyways, the day he was supposed to leave, the girl he was supposed to go to Mexico with, um, called his friends and was like, hey he was supposed to leave we were supposed to leave today is he okay because she hadn't gotten any messages from him and his friends went to his place and his roommate thought that travis already left like he thought that travis was already gone and then his friends were like no he's he hasn't left yet we're just coming to check up on him And so they did, and they ended up finding Travis's body in the fetal position, um, dead. So, the theory is that Jody had murdered him by stabbing him and shooting him. Um, she also took pictures of the murder. Um, so it looked like the pictures that she took, it looked like the camera was falling, but it was still taking pictures. So, there are pictures of, there are kind of pictures of what happened. 
um, he was found, um, stabbed at least 27 times and shot in the head. And his throat had also been slit from ear to ear. Travis was almost decapitated. And Jody took pictures of it. Um, Jody's story, this was her alleged story of what happened. She said that Travis got upset when she was taking the pictures and tried to grab her and attack her. So she defended herself, which I think is just a load of crap because if you're defending yourself, there's there's clearly overkill and I'm not I'm a 15-year-old. <laughs> so I like it just seems like a little boo crap because there's overkill, obviously. Cuz one shot he would have been dead, the stabs he would have been dead, the almost decapitation, he would have been dead. So she took it out of her time to like clean the sheets and clean up after the murder too so that's a little sketchy but her story was that he was trying to assault her so she defended herself um she also said that travis was abusive like mentally so yeah travis was I don't know, because there was clearly a side that nobody knew about him, like the intercourse before marriage. So I think she thought it may have been easier for people to believe that. She said it. Um, the day of the murder, Jody wrote in her diary saying... It was the date, it was Tuesday, 3 a.m., June 10th, 2008. She said, quote, This is horrendous, the most awful thing I've had to deal with. I am in total shock right now. It hasn't fully hit me yet. This can't be real. I spoke with W slash Bishop Layton. He confirmed. Which, that's the weird thing about everything because like there's overkill you took time to clean up the murder you're saying that it was self-defense but like i think she wrote in her diary to make it like to make her alibi solidify more and in her car she got a rental car when she got a rental car to go to utah to see her boyfriend um the carpet was removed from the car and she said that there was a quote kool-aid stain end quote which that's a little sketchy she also had two gallons of gas in her car so she obviously wasn't prepared like she wasn't planning to stop for gas because she didn't want to get caught so that's also a little sketchy she also said that when it happened, she doesn't remember any of it. The next thing she remembers is driving to Utah. Which, again, that's really weird. 
um, this entire case is just, it's so weird. I think she has been convicted with murder in the first degree. And she's still in prison. Just rotten in there. But I think she did it. So, I don't know. Tell me what you think. Tell me if you like this. Tell me if, tell me who I should do next. If anybody sees this at all. I hope you will have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next Thursday.